Blog Talk Radio. James Cleveland, please make me better. That was one of my favorite, favorite encouraging songs as a young believer. And so I always enjoy going back and playing that old clip, Make Me Better. And that's what we want him to do, right? The songs say, please make me better. And he's able to do it, brothers and sisters. He's able to do it, make us better. Well, uh, I'm Brother Seth. And I want to, again, thank you for tuning in to the Five Smooth Stone Network. Tonight, spiritual warfare, hiding behind racist behavior. I said spiritual warfare, but it's just looking like racial, racial behavior, but it's really spiritual warfare. Not so much those people having a beef with each other like they think. But there's a more sinister plan going on. 
there's a there's a, a, a hidden warfare going on. There is a, an agenda. There is a purpose that oftentimes people are not even aware of. This is why the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Folks, the truth uh, is often stranger than fiction. It really is. And I think, uh, I know I know for myself, once I found out about Ephesians 6 and 12, where it talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the ruler's darkness of this world. <laughs> I often want to ask people that are are consider themselves with what we call forward thinkers or those of us that like to think we're learned, that's not just gullible and believing everything that we see on the news or what our government says. I often want to ask them, tell me about the principalities and what they're doing in your life. See if they can answer that. I oftentimes want to ask individuals, starting with myself, what are the powers uh, that Ephesians 6 and 12 talk about? Again, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness. Who is that of this world? And against spiritual wickedness. I didn't read that earlier. In high places. So you got one, two, three, four things that we wrestle with, we war with, we war against. Principalities. What do you know about principalities that you war against every day? Against powers. What do you know about powers that you are warring with every day? What what happened with the powers today in your life? What happened today against uh, um, with regards to the rulers of the darkness of this world? What happened in your life today or this week or this year with regarding the rulers of the darkness of this world? And Spiritual weakness in high places. What are the high places? Tell me a little bit about that with regards to your life. Well, I'll tell you right now, Brother Seth do not have all the answers. I sure don't. Did that disappoint you? He said, well, I tune in, Brother, here by spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare hiding behind racist behavior. And you're going to hear it. And hopefully the Most High will speak through us because we definitely believe in 2013 or four, uh, I mean, excuse me, 2023 or 2024, he definitely does speak through uh, vessels like myself and others, uh, even uh, some of the callers, definitely co-hosts. Yes, yes, but Brother Seth did not know it all, and so the things that I do know, 
I have created a blog to come on here and share and to be a blessing to you. So tonight I created a show, brothers and sisters, that is going to do just that. Just what, brother Seth? Talk about spiritual warfare all around us, brothers. I like to say it like this. It's spiritual warfare happening outside of us. Some of the spiritual warfare is happening in us. Some of the spiritual warfare is happening from us. What do you mean by spiritual warfare? This means things that are going on that are not necessarily something you can see, taste, touch, and smell. But there's a war going on that you can't see. I said there's a war going on that you can't see. Now, before some of y'all get bored, because some of y'all have been knowing about this for many years, I ask that you be patient. We're going to start in first gear, because a lot of people don't know. They don't know, I say, what I'm talking about. And so we just got to remember, there are those that we love, right? And we want them to come around, right? So we got to definitely slow it down for them, and then we're going to pick it up. Again, folks, you tuned to the Five Zone Network. I'm Brother Seth. Hopefully, be joined by co-hosts tonight. These days, I just pretty much put it out there, and they come whenever they want. So we'll see who joins us tonight. But in the meantime, uh, if you have any questions or comments about anything you hear, remember to press 1, and we will bring you on. Not a problem. All right? Not a problem. Um I'm just looking over my notes here. Just want to remind everybody to follow us. Folks, follow us. Uh, I'm shocked at how many people don't know uh, that uh, blogs like this need you to follow us. It's it's really easy to do uh, if you just simply uh, click on that uh, follow button right there on the promo that you got because I sent that promo out. If you listen to this show, that means you clicked on the link. And so right there on that link, it should say follow. Go ahead and follow us going to ask you a few questions. Follow us. That way you'll know when we're doing shows. All right? Uh, all of our shows are recorded. That's another thing. I'm shocked so many of you don't know. But all of our shows are recorded, brothers. Since we are not talking, saying one single word that's not recorded. You can't hear later. So remember, you can hear these shows after it goes off. It's in its entirety. And you can also fast forward and rewind. All right. I want to thank those uh, from uh, that participated in last week's show where we went over to Waking Up Israel, Brother Micah Israel, a.k.a. Brother Kenwin. Uh, we was able to go over, go over to his show, uh, his podcast, and just do two podcasts for one. So the Pastors on Network went over to the Waking Up Israel podcast, and we talked a lot about Pauline Epistles, Law of Grace, and I thought we hit it, hit it hard for four shows straight. So... If we go over next week, we probably won't be talking about the same thing because we hit that pretty good from all angles. But I want to thank Brother Michael for being open and um, allowing us to come on his uh, podcast. I really mean it. It means a lot. All right? Um, Brothers and sisters, we're writing a book on Tuesdays, as you know. Tonight is no difference. I won't keep talking about the book. I'm just going to have a blog show. But our shows are going to be transcribed and for... uh, that's for the book purpose. So, in other words, 
uh, as I'm doing right now, I'll do the preliminaries, and then we'll go for 20 minutes uninterrupted. And then after I go for 20 minutes uninterrupted, we'll go to the phone lines or to the co-host for 20 minutes uh, where we can kind of dialogue about what I've just stated. And then after that, we'll go another 20 minutes, all right? And we'll just do that until the uh, show ends, all right? That is the format for tonight. Again, if you have any questions or comments, press one of the phone lines, and we will bring you on. All right. Um, just trying to cover everything, trying to go pretty fast here because there is a lot I want to talk about. Uh, the book, the book, the book. Really quickly, brothers and sisters, I can't go over. We're writing a book. Uh, we're doing a blog show, but at the same time, uh, like I said, we're writing a book. So I want to remind everybody that uh, the name of the book is called The Systemic Lives of White Supremacy. Our world's ruling religion. One more time, the systemic lies of white supremacy are our world's ruling religion. So, what we're trying to do on Tuesday nights is to show you that everybody's participating in a system, a global system of white supremacy. I know that's the last thing so called black people want to be labeled as is a white supremacist, but brothers and sisters, this show or this book, because it's the same thing. Tuesday night shows is pretty much a book being written, all right? We're going to have fun with the show, take calls and so forth, talk to co-hosts, but just know in the background there's a transcriber transcribing everything we say when I talk uninterrupted, uh, that 20 minutes I just mentioned. I put myself on a timer. So I want to remind everybody just what has transpired so far in regards to this book. All right, so we open up. And I'm going to go through this quickly. Uh, please forgive me for doing it. But we've already uh, 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 laid this out in previous shows, brothers and sisters. But some of you are new and you don't know. Well, I hear you talking about this book. Well, what is it, what's going on and what is it about? The father years ago arrested me, so to speak. He showed me because I was really seeking the father. I mean, I was really seeking and wanting him to purge me of anything ungodly, uh, purge me from all types of sin. I mean, as a young believer, I was really, really wanting to know, just like some of you, wanted to know how do I please this most high? How do I make my life better? How do I live the best life? And I wanted sin out of my life, any kind of sin, every kind of sin. I wanted, I wanted the Father to go in all of my closets get out all my bones. I didn't want to be hiding anything. I wanted to be pure before him. And one of the things he showed me, brothers and sisters, was that I was worshiping him, for sure. But I was worshiping him as a white supremacist. What does that mean? That means a lot of my belief systems, a lot of my beliefs were filtered through white people. I didn't even realize it. I was around so-called black people, I, I, of course, they're in my family. I'm, I'm so-called black, as they say. But, I mean, I was dating. I was I was, I was, I was even married. I mean, I, I've always loved black people as far as I knew. And I, and I think, I, I do believe I love black people. But there, I was warped, brothers and sisters. And the way the Father showed me I was warped, I promise you, most of you are going to find yourself saying, wow, that's me. But we can't continue to worship him in this perversion. White supremacy is perversion. It's a way to 
look at something. It's a way to think of something. It could be your dark skin. It could be your skin. It could be your white skin. How do you see that in, in through the Father's eyes? Because he don't care about color. So if we have constructed a hierarchy, a, a system, whereas light skin is better, dark skin is better, that's perversion. And that's going to cause pain and hurt and harm to millions of people. And that's exactly what we're doing. And I was a part of that oppressing. Sometimes the person that was oppressed was myself. I didn't even know I was oppressing myself. You'd ask me, I'd say, man, I love myself. You're crazy. But I didn't value myself like I valued white people. I didn't value my thoughts like I did white people's thoughts. And there are such things as people being educated in a particular craft. They go to school, they learn. That's one thing, to respect someone that has learned. But to assume someone has learned just because they're white or because they talk a certain way, that's a victim of white supremacy. And I had a lot of ministers, again, seeking the Father, seeking the Father, how to please him, how to be a good person, how to uh, get sin out of my life. And so I had all these ministers that I was listening to, and I was sitting down at their at their, at their feet, so to speak, because the Father does talk about teach, putting teachers in the church. And uh, I was eating eating, swallowing, eating, swallowing. I, the father just began to just, the way he arrested me, if I can use that word, is I remember, this is how it always happens, brothers, when you're studying the word, it's why I tell everybody, spend that quiet time with the father and just be quiet sometime while you're studying the word and just stare at a particular corner in the, in the um, house or something, get quiet and just listen. Watch what comes to your spirit. It's amazing. It's so amazing that it's been able to transform some of y'all's lives over the years. And uh, I started blogging in 2011, but some of you knew me before then, and you have been blessed by a lot of what the Father has said through me as I have uh, been blessed to what he's speaking through you. Some of y'all know me. But brothers and sisters, this revelation of so-called black people being white supremacists, is some you're not going to hear hardly anywhere. You're going to hardly ever hear people say that. White supremacy is painted as an angry white male, hollering white power. Some of the uh, uh, mass shooters, you know, they oftentimes will just, it comes to mind. It's been a shooting not too long ago in Allen, Texas, that will probably come to mind. They're saying he could have been a part of the white supremacist group. So white supremacy is associated with these extremist people that go in and shoot. But, and they're one of the reasons uh, that I've been inspired to write this book. They're one of the reasons. The other reasons I feel the Father's moved on me, more importantly. But I believe one of the reasons the Father's moved on me to write this book is because so many people that are feeding this beast, what beast, this system of lies, uh, uh, believing that, number one, you may say, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have nothing to do with nothing. Okay, here's how you can... Here's the first time I got a feeling you'll be able to say, you're right about that. Do you classify a group of people from Europe as white? Well, yeah. Okay, that's a part of feeding the beast because it's not so. 
It's a man-made system. Now, man make a lot of things that are not bad, and it's okay to, you know, follow some of the things they make. But this thing that was constructed, race based strictly upon color, you might say, well, Seth, that's crazy. They they, they married. They they all to the Europe. They've been married. They related. Yeah, but they didn't come from Europe, and they're not related. They may be all related with white skin now, but early on, white skin didn't just pop up out of Europe. We have to know the history of white skin. And you ain't gonna hear this teaching, but nowhere else on 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 the but on the five smooth stone and very few broadcasts. This is why I feel this calling upon my life. And to the transcriber transcribing the show, give me about another four minutes and we'll start. I'll go twenty. I put myself on the timer. You'll hear the beat. And I'll put uh, the uh, conversation that's uh, uh, that's not to be transcribed, which is the dialogue between the co-hosts and the callers. I'll put that on the twenty-minute timer as well. So I'll, again, I'll mention when I when I start the timer. So, brothers and sisters, these people, who is nothing more than us, even when I say these people that's participating in an evil social construct. You say, brother, you've been, you, you, you're a little bit too much out there. That's not, listen, what I'm saying is, I, I'm not denying they're not related. People in Europe are related. All the hundreds of years they've been in, I'm not saying they're not related. But what I'm saying is, those people are Africans that initially went up there with less pigmentation. Those people are, they're kind of like Indian people. Because, again, their nose is not European. Their lips is not European because people had those noses and that hair and the lips that we think is European way before there was a Europe. So where are these people from? Oh, I don't know if that's important. I don't get where you're going. Hear me out. If white people should not be labeled white. Who are they? I submit to you, and what the father lady showed me, after he convinced me and showed me that I was practicing white supremacy by believing a lot of the lies that we hear every day of blacks being inferior in this, that, and the other in any way, and whites being superior in any way, he began to rebuke me and show me these things, and that's what started my course. I've been on this journey for a while, a lot of the white supremacy I threw up, and every day I'm finding it here and there. So if I went through that, brothers and sisters, trust me, you're probably uh, on the same road. And I, hopefully you're ahead of me, but i got a good feeling you miles behind me. And that's why we're doing this show, because the Father wants us clean. He wants to offer pure worship to him. He does not want us to see white people or black people in a way, uh, so-called white, so-called black, because there's no such thing as either one of them. So I have to say so-called. So if I forget to say so-called, just know every time I say black or white, I mean so-called. But the Father wants us to see each other the way he sees each other. Well, how should we see each other, brothers? Number one, white people is a so-called white people is a mixture of all kinds of people from Africa. And let's just say when those when those albinos begin to go up in the 
foothills of Europe because that was better for their condition. As we know, albinism, how it is, it is better to be in a sunless condition. It is better to be in colder climates. They were seeking sunless condition, but the sun, where there is no sun, oftentimes there's cold. And so that is Europe. That's why it was the perfect place for them. More importantly, again, we're talking about spiritual warfare. We're going to get back to it, brothers and sisters. We're talking about spiritual warfare hiding behind racist behavior. We're going to get there. Trust me. Got to lay all this down. So the book is talking about white supremacy. And I have uh, talked to you. I'm just kind of going through what the book has been about. Then we're going to get into Chapter 8, how that the enemy is really behind a lot of this whole invention of whiteness. You see what I'm saying? The show is going to be talking about tonight how the enemy was behind the invention of whiteness to divide and conquer mankind. All right? So, let's finish up here and then we'll start the timer. The book is talking about how white supremacy is a philosophy. If something is a belief system, why do we think only white people can believe that way? The way it manifests in the black community is through something called black self-hate. We self-hate and not value each other and not value our thoughts and not value our minds and not value our this and not value our that because we're taught to through a system called white supremacy. In other words, when we were brought over to this country, anything about us, the way we express ourselves and worship, the way we express ourselves in entertainment, the way we express ourselves when we just simply talk, anything we do was put through the lens of whites and was devalued. I like the way Neely Fuller says it. In the so-called white supremacist social construct, black people will never be but uh, the black man, the way he said it, would never be a man. In the white supremacist social construct, this thing we call white and black that we say every day, just know this is what you're doing when you say it. When you say a so-called I'm black, that means something. There's foreigners that can tell you what that means. And you'll probably say, well, yeah, how do you know? When you say I'm white, that means something. Oftentimes, pretty much all the time, whatever is black is inferior to something white, unless it's sports entertainment. Folks, the father hates the philosophy of white supremacy because it destroy value in something he made, something he created. So that's what the book is talking about, how that so-called black people can buy into the philosophy of white supremacy. And since the earth is controlled by whites, for the most part, not every single patch of the earth, but most of it, and so-called whites are only 10%. Well, how do you think they control the 90% pretty much? Or maybe it's 80%, but whatever they control is more than what everybody else got. How are they controlling unless they're getting people to buy into white supremacy? 
just look at for us as just, just and we're getting into spiritual warfare. But really quick, just think, look at the dollar bill. Did you know Wall Street is just made out of just thin air? It's all how how the how the earth value the US. The dollar is backed by nothing but talk pretty much. There's no gold or none of that. And it's like so is the dollar. It's called fiat, the fiat money system, F I A T. It's just based on, it's kinda of like when they set the prices of real estate, it's all based upon market. There's no there's no black and white on how what the, the, the price of something. It's just they all say the market says it depends on how good the commercial is as to what people buy into, and then, then you got a market set up. That's how white supremacy is. These folks have no basis for saying what they say. They just lie and say we're superior, and they get 90% of the world or uh, enough of the world to buy into it to where they can rule. So my question to you before we switch to spiritual warfare, why do we feel white supremacists, white supremacists, or whites, I should say, are the only white supremacists? Why do we think white supremacy is just white people? No, white supremacy is a global system that non-white people feed every single day and it goes way deeper than just believing in so-called white people and so-called black people. There's black self-hate psychologists. They talk about it every single day. There's people hating who they are, hating hating the way they think anything white people say or do is, is better and true. Again, I'm not talking about anybody that apply themselves to education. I'm talking about people just based on because they're white. There's foreigners breaking themselves to America and um, thinking this is a better life. Not understanding the reason it's a better life is because we've wreaked havoc in your country. We destabilized your country. And all the wealth is, a lot of the wealth in America is stolen. So, yes, it's, it's nice and pretty and this and that and then advanced here. Yes, our colleges are great in America, but because we got minds from your country, America would not be nothing without the borrowed minds of foreigners and the stolen wealth of foreign countries. We would be a wilderness. So this empire has a white face to it, but it's stolen, much like European glory. Stolen legacy, as the book say. That's what the systemic lies of white supremacy is all about, in a nutshell. So, um, uh, chapter one, of course, uh, go over this really quickly. This is the table of contents. We talked about the dedication. We talked about how to read this book. We talked about the needs to know this book. That was very important. These are previous shows. Again, we're literally creating a book as we do shows. Somebody's transcribing our shows. It's going to be in the book. We talked about the acknowledgement. We talked. We didn't get into the forward because we don't. I'm not going to bring that up yet as to who's going to be forward in the book. We talked about the preface where I asked a very serious question. Uh, to you, to, to the readers, and uh, we talked about the introduction, talked about the giant, that I was given a revelation of this giant, 
the father really, 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 brothers and sisters, please listen. The father showed me a giant that stood so tall that skylines, uh, like the New York or Dallas skyline, was at the giant's toe. And he began to show me this was the giant of white supremacy. And it's a giant because it's unchallenged. Nobody even see it. And it's unmatched. There is nothing more powerful than it except the kingdom of the Most High. That was chapter, um, that was the introduction where I talk about the giant. I think it was like show number two. Again, go back and Google Five Swiss on Blog Talk Radio, The Systemic Lies of White Supremacy. Then chapter one, what this work is, what this work isn't, the mechanics of white supremacy, white supremacy, excuse me, simply how it works. We covered that in chapter one. Chapter two is Chapter 2 is so huge, it's like as big as, it's like half the book is Chapter 2. And this is where we get into something called Expo 30, where we talk about um, 40 areas of life saturated with this thing called white supremacy. Because some of you just don't think you are acting out or a part of this at all. You think, but they're tripped up, don't trip out. But I talk about every single area of life, wherever, if there's human beings talking, communicating, Wherever there's so-called white and so-called blacks, there is the dynamics of white supremacy. Every single conversation, almost, even with so-called good whites. That don't mean, see how I just said it? So-called good whites as though they're the only ones practicing. Again, white supremacy is practiced by both, on both sides. But what I'm trying to say was even when you get around so-called good white people that we love and marry and worship with, I'm saying whenever there's a dialogue with them, no matter how well they, how well-intentioned they are, how well-intentioned you are or we are, there is this certain things we say and certain things we expect of them, certain things they expect of us, and oftentimes they are seen superior, again, unless it's, something physical, sports are related, or something being funny or entertaining, and then, of course, they feel like we, we're so much better than, than they are. Or we feel, again, it's, all, it's, it's two-sided. We feel we're better at the sports, the entertaining, the laughing. And, I mean, we don't come out and say that. This is just a subliminal thing we all do. I'm serious, brothers and sisters, all the time. And there are... Always exception to a rule. Perhaps you know someone, and maybe this particular white person you've been around, you may be smarter than them. You may, when, when you, whenever y'all go out, maybe you do most of the talk. Maybe they, it don't mean every single conversation. It's like, I'm just saying for the most part, so-called black people feel like white people have it better, have a better life, have a better this, have a better that. And it's just simply not true. But we break that down in, in Expo 4. You can't do it tonight. So anyway, chapter dinners chapter uh, two. I mean chapter three, where we talk about institutional racism. We didn't do. We haven't done this yet. We, we're going to. We're skipping to chapter eight, the solution, because I think some of y'all was getting bogged down with the problem. So we're going to skip. Just like today, we're going to be talking, talking about the solutions, which is chapter eight. But chapter three, which will go in the future, is talking about insta, uh, institutional racism uh, in the church. Uh, institutional racism in formal education, institutional racism in culture, media, etc. Chapter 4, so-called whites 
as victims of white supremacy. See, the way I'm, the way the Father gives to me, they're not benefiting at all. It's a curse on them. It really is. For so-called whites, they may benefit for a season from white supremacy, white privilege, etc., but really it's a curse. It's setting them back through guilt. I go into it in Chapter 4, which we won't, we haven't got into yet. Chapter 5, foreigners as victims of white supremacy. Chapter 6, so-called blacks as victims of white supremacy. I left us last because everybody knows about how we're victims of white supremacy. But I do go into some areas where you have you probably will never hear anywhere how that we never even thought about. Again, uh, uh, black self-hate is white supremacy in the reverse. One coin defines the other. If, if there's a philosophy of white supremacy, what is superior of so-called blacks? Black inferior, what is it inferior to? So-called whites. The philosophy is like one coin. One side, one side defines the other. That's chapter uh, 6. And then chapter 7, how can genuinely good people or good humans believe evil lies and become like devils. That's why I do not believe so-called whites are devils. Chapter 7 nails that. How can genuine good humans believe evil lies and become like devils? I don't think white people are devils. I think white people have been raised in a devilish way, taught devilish things, and yes, they do act like devils once they believe and receive those lies. But so have people of color. We all sit in the same classroom. We forget that the same system that taught these races taught us. So we go home, and at, in our neighborhood, it becomes something called black self-hate. We never say the words black, white supremacy hall in our neighborhoods. We just operate in black self-hate, mistreat, misvalue ourselves first, and then others outside of us. And it's all because of this, of, uh, not all, but it's partially because of this philosophy of white supremacy. So that brings us to Chapter 8. And then, of course, uh, uh, after Chapter 8, which is the last chapter, we talk about the conclusion. And that's all in the future. So let's talk about spiritual warfare. Starting the timer. And again, uh, Brother Yoel is our timer. As I uh, transcribe, and I really want to thank him for his hard work in transcribing the book. It means a lot to me, brother. So we're starting timer. All right. So, brothers and sisters, I know it was a long intro, but I just had to go there because some of you don't know what the book is about, and, and now you know. Um, this is serious. This is not your typical white supremacist topic, as you hear. Uh, and I'll just... Well, I talked about CTV, but let's just go ahead and get into the book. Spiritual warfare. The scripture says in, again, Ephesians 6 and 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Folks, Satan's job is to, Satan has a plan. Just like we have the kingdom of God upon the earth, 
in our hearts and one day is to be up on the earth where we can physically see Satan kingdom is already up on the earth and it has it's a powerful kingdom and where it gets its power is through ignorance of the scriptures from mankind mankind's ignorance of the scripture lies concern that means uh, just complete false information ignorance of course is no information about the truth uh, lies is complete wrong information in other words instead of the truth there's just a lie there and then deception where the enemy will allow some truth to get out but mixed with poison so through ignorance lies and deception does Satan gain our will in a particular area and as we are fooled into giving our will over to participating in this particular thing he becomes controlling of us in that environment evil spirits are real evil spirits are real this is not no old Come on in here, John, and, and get in the spirit of having fun. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about beings. I'm talking about beings that can think. Spirits that know of what happened when when, when Lucifer was kicked the heavens. I'm talking about evil spirits that's been on the earth for thousands of years that know Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all of the various people, the Medo-Persians, they, they know everybody. They, they These are spirits that know about the Philistines and the Israelites, and these are spirits that's been around. People just been dying and living and being born, and, and these spirits just go from person to person to person. They're very, very old. They know about human beings and how we function, emotions, these are entities on our earth and in our homes, in our businesses. This is not make-believe. Folks, this is not make-believe, and I'm warning you. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I'm glad I thought to say this. Because sometimes when we talk about evil spirits, it depends on how deep we go. People leave the show trouble. And if you don't know the Father and you don't know his power, people can leave your show pretty um, disturbed. So what we'd like to do is say this so that will not happen, and it won't happen. Most High is more powerful. His truth is more powerful. And if you believe in Christ and have received him into your life and have received the Father, uh, by way of Christ, I should say, and you are, are, are a believer, you have nothing, zero to fear because the Holy Spirit is in you. You may not be yielded to him like you need to, but yet you are his and evil spirits cannot possess you. They can do things and and try to influence your your day, your life. They can work through other people, but you belong to the Father, okay? Um, we'll go into that a little deeper. 
as to what they can and cannot do with the believer. But brothers and sisters, I just want to just lay down the foundation that evil spirits are real, and they want to divide up mankind. Is where I was going with that. They want to uh, uh, get a lot of attention off of them. Uh, they want mankind to not know about them and think everything that we are warring for and fighting for is what we can see, taste, touch, and smell. They want mankind to not know about spiritual warfare. That's serious. I can't say it no other way. That is their mission. Like somebody once said, a preacher once said, one of the greatest things Satan ever did was convince people that he don't exist. That's one of Satan's most successful things done, is to convince humanity that he does not exist. Well, I got news for you, brothers and sisters. He does exist. Now, over the shows in the past, since 2011, I've been talking about spiritual warfare, and I've talked about... Uh, casting out evil spirits or evil spirits using me even when I was in the flesh. I've talked about other people that I know that uh, uh, that done the same, again, cast out devils, uh, speaking to sp- uh, spirits and people, people, bodies being taken over to the degree spirits, influencing them to speak through. Uh, and a lot of things, but I don't want this show to go that direction tonight. Y'all have got to simply Google Five Swings on Blog Talk Radio, and we go into a lot of different stories like that. Tonight I just want to talk about how that I believe Satan is hiding behind racism. And a lot of times we're saying, oh, so-and-so is racist. And we, we start thinking these people that are that we call racist is the devil, and they, the white man is the devil, and and, and, and you know we see we do see people that are saying things like nigger and uh, honky or whatever, and we think that's the battle right there. And they they'll even say to you, "I don't like blacks because of this, I don't want blacks in my neighborhood because of that." And you be like, "No, that's the battle right there. They that's why they're doing what they're doing because they don't want to see their neighborhood." Da, 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 da. Folks, that is the case, perhaps sometimes, but a lot of times. It's spiritual warfare. What do you mean, Brother Seth? I believe that the media, number one, most media outlets have to have evil spirits that have to do with um, evil spirits influencing those that determine what news go forth. I, if you, Whoever works in a newsroom whose job is to determine what the people are to hear, and it's all on them, not not somebody telling them what to do, but they're literally determining, and it's probably going to be the owners, actually, and they'll tell the, the news uh, uh, manager or whatever, this is what we want to put forth. But whoever is making the call on what we are to hear, I guarantee you, if there's a such thing as evil spirits on the earth, they have to be talking to those people. Because those people set the narratives for our everyday life. What do you mean, Brother Seth? I heard it like this from people that worked in the newsroom. Just because something happened don't mean we report it. We report what make money. We we report what get people interested. We want people to listen to our news station. And whatever 
tweaks the interest or piques the interest of people, that is what we're going to go with. Not so much what really happened. Because truth of the matter is, a lot of our white brothers and sisters are doing some of the craziest stuff that should be on the news, but they say it's not newsworthy. So what happened is they conditioned the people into thinking about race all the time. So when they uh, come forward with white person, this black person, that there'll be this rise. So where you get that, Brother Seth? What I'm trying to say is a lot of white people simply want to raise their children. They want a, a, a clean environment. They want what we want. And they feel if so-called black people live in our neighborhood, we're not going to be, that's not going to be realized. So what these people do, brothers and sisters, please hear me tonight. They are victims of propaganda. Serious. They think they're in control of their thoughts. They think that they're so, because they have these big homes and these big careers, they feel like they're grown up and they can do they can do what they want to do, think what they want to think. Brothers and sisters, it's like pawns in a game. That's what the Father showed me. You're not thinking your own thoughts. You're being fed what to think. You're being influenced what to think. You're not as free as you think. You go outside, anything you see in print, advertisements, anything you can hear with your ear or see with your eyes, oftentimes there is an agenda to make sure we all, like cattle, is herded one direction because the enemy cannot afford for mankind to, number one, believe that he exists. I said that he exists. I said he cannot afford for humanity to know that devils is real and they're not with some pitchfork, some fiction. No, they're real. And they're influencing thought and behavior all around us. And here's a big one. Get ready. He does not want us to think that our homes are influenced by spiritual warfare. That's one of the main reasons we have a lot of this isms going on, be it sexism, racism, religions, warring with each other. A lot of these are just different tactics of the enemy This distractions of the enemy so that we will not pay attention to the prize or to something far more important. Because once we see that evil spirits are in our homes, or here's a, here's a good one, in our bodies, in our own selves, influencing ourselves, I mean, I mean to say if you're a believer, but if you're not a believer, yes, possibly in your body, influencing you, some people are under the control of evil spirits so much so it's not even funny. That's what you call demon possession. And of course, when the devil, when the enemy gets that type of stronghold, two things he do. If you're in power, you're a politician or something. He don't want to destroy you. He wants you to legislate. 
if you have nothing going on for yourself and have nothing to offer the kingdom of darkness, he wants you dead. Believe that. Or alive but taking other people's lives. That's demon possession right there. The enemy is real. He has an agenda for his kingdom. He wants to influence all mankind. But if you're one of those people that just don't have what it takes to influence people and you're not of value to his kingdom, he wants you to wreak havoc on others or destroy yourself. Suicide is at an all-time rate. And go and, and, and listen to some of the things that happened prior to people killing themselves, and you'll see what I mean, brother. I'm not making this stuff up. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our warfare is not against just mere men. It's not true. Never have been. Once you get to know white people, black so-called black people, or so-called white people, once you get to know so-called black people, I always hear this, whether it's when we go to the military and you have to be close, uh, you get to know whites really close up, up and personal, so to speak. Everybody say the same thing. What I thought about you is not correct at all. I mean, how many times you hear this? It's kind of getting corny in it. You always hear that when whites get to know blacks and blacks get to know whites. We got each other wrong. I do not think whites are devils. I don't believe it. We need to quit saying it. It's not true. The devil is the devil. That's who the devil is. White people ain't the devil. The devil is the devil. And white people are uh, Africans that have little pigmentation that begin to mingle and mix among themselves over this common trait. And, yes, they become a family because of bloodline, because of blood DNA. Yes, they have. But we shouldn't group them as a, a, a people just based on their color. It would be better to say Europeans. Now, when you say that, though, there's going to be some black people that live in the same country and are, are the same continent, and so we're going to call them. They're Europeans, too. You see what I mean? So there's no real uh, people just based upon skin color. So what do you have to do? Well, you can't do anything because we're too mixed. We're too mixed to even call anybody anything. The only people we know who they are based upon DNA 2023 or in the future is Israelites and we know Israelites Israelites because the prophecies that is upon them that the Bible says would happen to them if they're in disobedient as a nation if they're disobedient as a nation because the father said in Amos 3 and 2 book of Amos chapter 3 verse 2 he says of all the nations of the earth you have I known known there is very personal, intimate, it's, it, 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 it would, could say this, of all the nations of the earth, you I was intimate with. He knew no other nation, brothers and sisters. So what I'm trying to say to you, what I'm imparting to you tonight, is this. When you say white and black, you can keep saying it, but just know you're feeding the beast. You're feeding a lie. He said, what's wrong? What, what am I going to call them? Well, you probably should just call them by their name. Probably shouldn't group them at all. I mean, I'm very serious. Because being white means a certain thing, and what it means is not true. Being black means, when you say, what does it mean to be black? You're going to get these answers. Well, it's not true. 
especially if you're born again and you're a new creature in Christ, Bible says all kinds of things is going off inside and out spirit. All kinds of things and revelations and the Father's doing all kinds of things inside us. I don't know what name you should put to that. We're new creatures. Even if you're so-called Jew or Israelite, you realize that's what you are by DNA because of the prophecies that's upon us. Not DNA, because that's political. The DNA will tell the truth, but if you let a lot of our so-called white brothers and sisters do it, they're going to lie because they don't want the truth to go out. I say you can't trust DNA with regards to Israel. You have to simply look at the prophecies and see who's living out those specific prophecies. Remember, Moses said in Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, that these prophecies are going to be upon the nation of Israel forever. That's why we look for those prophecies, those characteristics to be upon Israel. That's why we can look for those characteristics, behaviors, because Moses said it would be upon them forever. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Throw here. Let me take a little quick drink here. Again, brothers, since you've come to the Five Stone Network, I'm Brother Seth. I've talked about the book, and now I'm getting into Chapter Eight, where we talk about the solutions. We did skip a lot of chapters, and so there's a lot of things that uh, I'm going to be talking about in the future. Uh, I did Chapter One. And uh, started to chapter 2, and it was just so much. I thought I would skip to the solution because y'all was hearing the problem, the problem, the problem. I was dissecting, getting deep into the problems and bowels of this evil. And I'm, I'm sure some of y'all is taking a, uh, you're taking a deep breath uh, uh, to hear, I mean, to, to, I mean when I, uh, not concluded, but when I, I'm sure some of you was just glad. Let's just put it like this. Some of you was just relieved that I started talking about the solution because the problem was so, the giant, the, the giant just so powerful. I mean, outside the most high, it is the biggest muscles outside of the king of the most high is this empire built by white supremacy. Now, there's other uh, giants, not giants, there's other evils that Satan use, such as sexism and uh, 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 religion and different things like that But I promise you brothers and sisters White supremacy This thing right here is something else Okay There's the timer Okay there's the timer So what I want to do at this moment So that's 20 minutes to the to the person transcribing the show uh, That's 20 minutes um, I want to just uh, again, thank everybody for tuning into this show, y'all. Uh, some of y'all are really, really interested in this topic, and I just hope that I do it just hope that the most I use me tonight. I don't think I'm going to be joined by co-hosts tonight. We'll see. But I really, really, really want to thank y'all uh, for uh, all of the episodes. Some of you have been involved in. Some of you haven't missed an episode. Uh, well, I can't say you haven't missed the episode, but some of you have listened to uh, quite a few episodes, and we appreciate that. I want to just remind you, if you have a question or a comment, uh, please feel free to press 1, and you can come on the line and ask your question. I am going to take a break, though, at this time, and then um, I'm going to come back and finish up on what we started 
again, talking about spiritual warfare and how the enemy is hiding uh, behind uh, racist behavior. It's just it's just the enemy. It's spiritual warfare, and these evil spirits are hiding. I said they're hiding, brothers and sisters, behind racism. So don't think every racist, every racist um, uh, encounter you have is just the person. Sometimes it's bigger than that, brothers and sisters. Sometimes it's bigger than that. The enemy cannot afford for us to see him because what's going to happen is we're going to be traumatized and we're going to go searching for, for answers. Mankind, don't think we're just all evil and stupid and dumb. No, there's a lot of people that say, wait a minute. If the devil is real, then the most high is real. If what we see, taste, touch, and smell, there's something else, oh, I need to run to God. Because we talk about this, God, but a lot of us doubt. But when we come eye to eye, or I shouldn't say eye to eye, but when you do like I have, brothers and sisters, and others, some of you, you run into an evil spirit, one of the things that happen is you say, I know what me, I said, these spirits are real. I mean, I, know I already knew the Father was real, but I'm talking about, I guess I should say, for those that don't believe in evil spirits. When you run into a foul spirit and is looking at you, staring at you through a person, especially someone you love, you know that ain't playing. It's scary. I mean, it really can traumatize you for a lifetime. Some people wind up in the mental hospital. You're seeing somebody you've been knowing all your life, and they talk in a voice you know they don't have, and it says things to you. Or you see an evil spirit, or you hear an evil spirit in someone, and they say some of the, my goodness, my goodness. Anyway. What it does, it makes you say, oh, my goodness. So what we see, taste, touch, and smell, with regards to others, human beings, that's not all that's on this earth. In other words, there are beings that I can't touch. see but they can exist they know me or they know of history or they know of my bible or they know of my god and i don't know they're in my room or in my in my significant other that is scary brothers and sisters but that's what we're talking about tonight they are here They've been here. I hope you know. Some of you are probably nodding because this is all old to you. But you'd be surprised how many people, this is scary to them. And I'm not doing the show to make it dramatic or whatever. I'm just trying to wake up Israel first, but really anyone and everyone. We're in spiritual warfare, brothers and sisters. 
thing I forgot to do is start this time again. So I think what I'm going to do is do a 15-minute timer now because I don't talk about 15 minutes, but we are going to take a quick little break. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, brothers and sisters, I'm going to take a break. Um, we'll be right back. Again, you've tuned into the Five on Network. This is Meli Hakavo. This song was a confirmation when I was in Israel that um, Seth, you're doing the right thing, coming here and investigating and asking questions about who are the real Jews. And uh, it's a father's way of sharing with me. And This song did a lot. I have to talk about this song at another time, but it's it's not in English. But see, can you pick up on the spirit? These are African Americans that left America and say we are those people, and the Most High is calling us back home, and uh, they speak fluently Hebrew and uh, just living a great life there in Israel. And uh, this was some old men that took. Uh, well, when I first heard the song, it was old men in a, in a garden, about maybe. Six older guys over 60 with a guitar singing a song, and it was the most beautiful thing. It was more beautiful than what I'm about to play, but I did find it again. But this is the choir singing the same thing, though. But just imagine what you're hearing. Six old black men in the garden just just, just kindly singing a song. It was so beautiful, brothers. We'll be right back.
back, brothers and sisters. Again, we want to thank you for your time tonight. Again, if you have any questions or comments, go ahead and press 1. If you're on the phone, if you're on the uh, Internet, you have a question or comment, some of y'all are so scared of us. If you're on the phone lines and you just don't press 1, don't be afraid. We're not going to bite, and we're not going to think your question is too dumb or too this or too that. Press 1 and uh, uh, ask your question, make your comment. Again, we uh, are talking about spiritual warfare, hiding behind racist behavior. I want to, I'm trying to lay a foundation, number one, that spiritual warfare is real. Number two is that what Satan's purpose is, what what evil spirit's purpose is. Uh, Humans are powerful. As powerful as we think the enemy is, his power is derived from Humans, ignorant humans, uh, humans that have been lied to. When I say ignorant, I just mean humans that don't know uh, uh, their their rights as humans. They don't, we don't know how powerful we are. And again, if you're raised in white supremacy and you're so-called non-white person, you really is even behind white people because, of course, they feel like they, a lot of them feel like they own the world. And to some degree that is healthy, you should feel like this is your world. They just, you know, but uh, there's some perversion there because they feel like they own us too. But the Father wants us to have a healthy self-esteem and and walk as uh, men, understanding that our will activate the spiritual world. Or let me say it another way because that's not the best way to say it. Our will is what can get involved the most powerful forces known to man, God, the Most High, uh, His Christ, spiritual laws, and way on down the, the, the list is, is demonic uh, uh, demons, devils, spirit, uh, spirits. In the spiritual realm, there's fallen angels and there's not fallen angels. And so, uh, obviously, if you're not a fallen angel, you're serving the Most High, and that gives you far more powerful than any angels that's uh, bankrupt and, and, and have no power except to deceive mankind through lies, deception, and ignorance. And that is exactly what's going on in our world. Uh, lies, no information. Uh, deception, which is half truth, half ignorance. You know, half truth, half lie, I should say. Half truth, half lie. Or half truth, no information. That's their deception. But then lies is complete wrong information. These three areas is how evil spirits gain access to our bodies, our minds, our, uh, our, our spirits if we're not born again. And uh, they rule over us. That's all there is to it. Because we're no match for these ancient spirits that know about the spiritual laws, that know about true history. They're not white supremacists because they know there's no such thing as whites based upon skin color. They're not into black blackness, and they don't take sides in politics because they know that it's just systems of man. These evil spirits use politics. They use whatever mankind get involved with on the earth as a uh, way to divide man. Their job is to divide mankind, and again, through lies, 
or let's say it like this, through no ignorance, which is no information, deception, which is some information, but either ignorance or it's like part lie, part truth, or part ignorance and part truth. That's deception. And then, of course, lies, which is 100% wrong information, designed to, with the purpose, I might add. So, this is how Satan has become the god of this world. So, let me ask you a question. How powerful is Satan, brothers and sisters, if he has to rely on your will, on you being deceived, tricked? How powerful is he if he needs you to be deceived, ignorant, or believing in lies? That goes to show you the power of mankind. We are powerful beings. On this earth, the Bible says it like this, that the Father put all things under man. Yes, he did. But we, because of those three things I just mentioned, turned our power, our earth, our our authority, we were supposed to, I mean, rule the seas, the animals under the sea, the animals above the sea. Uh, scripture talks about how Adam even gave every animal's name. I mean, this is when animals served us. They did what we told them to do. They weren't attacking us. We we commanded stuff. People command things. Uh, it's prophets that have command axes to float and water, we command the seas. We was, I don't think we understand. I don't think we even believe the scriptures when we see man doing all these things. It's so-called, we call it miraculous, and we feel like only a few people can do it. But when a man is operating his full authority, yes, the earth, anything in the earth is our domain. The heavens is where the Father lives. But in the earth, man is king. The Father give us the authority. He cannot do anything in this earth unless we say so. He can't come in our homes unless we say so. He can't come in our minds unless we say so. I know I sound crazy when I said the right, but let me give you the proof. Bible says that he wants, he asks us to come into it. He wants us to invite him into our hearts. He wants us to invite him to our finances. He wants us to invite him into our homes. Bob says, stand at the door and knock. Well, he's, if he's the creator, why don't he just enter? Why he got to knock? No, he stands at the door and knock in the areas, all areas of our life. He gave us the authority. He had it, of course. We That's powerful. But he gave it to us. It's almost like somebody that owns a house and says, okay, I'm going to give you the authority, you the key, you this, 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 this. And they really own the house, like a mortgage company. That's the example I like to use, like a mortgage company. But yet, I say yet, the authority at home is yours. Mortgage company owns the house, though. But they better not come off in there without asking you. They can get shot. If you don't know who they are, you end up killing them. So my point is, that's how the earth is. Earth is the Lord and the fullness of the earth, the Bible says. He made the earth, all the furniture as far as the clouds and all that. But the authority in the earth is man's. Taught that and talked about that and talked about that many, many times. Again, if the Father's in control of the earth like people think, why is there so much pain and problems? If he was in control, there would be peace. Now, when the new heavens and new Jerusalem come 
excuse me, New Jerusalem come to New Earth, then he's in in charge. Then he's in power. Because we'll see, and we won't we won't see through a mystery no more. We'll see him for who he is. Then we had this conversation. You'll say, "Yo, he's in he's in he's in charge, all right. He's in power." Because then we're not deceived anymore, and we will turn our wills over him. And that's when we know peace and joy. But right now, because of deception, lies, ignorance, folks, we have given our power over to the God of this world. And what is his purpose? Now, one purpose is to convince you he don't exist. I say one one of his main reasons is to convince you he don't exist. Spiritual warfare isn't real. Ephesians 6 is kind of out there. So I want to talk about, flip over to the book of Acts, if some of you have your scriptures out, your word out. I want to talk about a situation where it's going to say the right things, but the most high, let's do this. Let's go, f- actually, keep your put your finger there. Let's go over to 2 Kings 6 and 4, 15. There was a prophet, some of y'all know this story, others don't. There was a prophet named Elisha. Elisha He had a servant And scripture says in verse 15 And when the servant of the man of God Which was Elisha Was risen early And gone forth Into the city that is Behold And host compassed the city With horses and chariots And his servant Said unto him Who? Elijah Elisha, excuse me. Alas, my master, how shall we do? In other words, what are we going to do? Verse 16. And Elisha answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. So what's happening is the servant of Elisha saw in this city when they say a host, they're talking about thousands. A host compassed the city with horses and chariots. This man saw just thousands of, again, horses and chariots. And he came to his servant, or to his master, excuse me, Elisha. And Elisha says to him, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now listen to verse 17. This is key. That's why I brought this up to read to y'all. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. Unlike the enemy, this is chariots of fire. Round the body leisure. 
I just wanted to share how what we see in the natural realm isn't what is really going on. Yes, it's going on in the natural realm, but most of our influence comes from a realm we can't see, taste, touch, brothers and sisters. You know, sometimes I wonder why do believers, Christians, spend so much time talking about the natural realm, even good things in the natural realm, and I'm guilty of this myself, you know, because I do fight white supremacy, and I do talk a lot about what we can see, taste, touch, and smell, and what's happening in our uh, with regards to uh, uh, racist behaviors in the natural. I do talk a lot about it, too. But I'm beginning to believe, brothers and sisters, we really, really, really need to start talking more about uh, what's happening in the spirit. This is where we have that new man. The Bible talks about how we become new, and old things are passed away, and and we need to just talk about more of our spiritual position, uh, spiritually where we're at. I mean, because after all, those that lose this body, that's where they go. It's real. It's it's more powerful and real than this realm we're in right now. I mean, it influences us. If you think about the most valuable things on our earth right now, what is it, love? most powerful thing to human beings is an intangible uh, thing we call love. And really and truly, it's an intangible, it's intangible. Love is intangible. When it's upon a person, it, it does tangible things. But love is intangible. It's people that's dead and gone, and we know that they loved us, and uh, it sustains us. There's people that's got loved ones across in another country or something. They're not doing nothing in the physical, but that we know that we're loved and it sustains us. I mean, everything, faith, uh, is something we can't see, but it gives us peace when we have it. Peace is something we can't see, and I tell people, I told my children when we was when they was coming up, your top ten goals should be something you can't see, taste, touch, and smell. Because that's not really what we're about. We're spirits. And we are having, and uh, uh, we've been toured around uh, this area, uh, this, this, this place called life in a body. It's almost like we're in a tour bus called a body. And where we're at is we're, we're looking, we're being driven around something called life. We're not a body. We're not the up the flip side of that. We are spirits being toured around in the body. And this body that's carrying us around have worn tires, have a worn motor, and eventually one day that vehicle is going to break down. And we'll have to leave that vehicle and go get in another vehicle. Or, excuse me, we'll have to leave that vehicle. And we still exist, but in another way. So I guess what I'm trying to say is this, brothers and sisters. The name of the show tonight, and again, if you're reading the book, uh, again, we're talking about spiritual warfare, 
hiding behind racist behavior. The book is talking about white supremacy, and we're just simply saying that a lot of, we're just simply going back to the origin of why white supremacy is needed and is used by the enemy in the first place. It's to divide and conquer humanity. While we need to shake off, take off white supremacy in our minds, as we shed this, these lies, we come into truth of who we are and start valuing how we look in, in our minds and in our institutions and in our this and our that. And I say our, and I can't even group us based upon a color because that's going back into the system. So when I say our, I'm talking about we as Israel. And so-called whites, if you listen to the show, you say, well, where do I fit in at? I think you should listen to this show from the standpoint of being a Gentile. And African Americans should listen to the show from a standpoint of being Jews. Not a skin color. If you're a foreigner, African or somebody, Indian or someone, you listen to the show, listen to the show as a Gentile. This way you're not feeding into whiteness or blackness. Uh, you're feeding into a legitimate class or a legitimate uh, uh, category that the Father actually talks about in his word. He does mention Jew or Gentile. But not to be competitive, but just to understand that with the Jews, he had called them to a certain specific thing. And then the Gentiles were engrafted in because of the rejection of the Jews. But nothing to do with skin color. we got to get away from that, brothers and sisters. Okay? So one way we get away from that is to attack the philosophy of white supremacy, which is what created white and black in the first place. So again tonight, we're talking about how spiritual warfare spirits are using racism to divide and conquer. We're talking about how is a distraction? Too many white people want exactly what we want. They're not devils. They want exactly what we want. I said they want exactly what we want. And they've been brainwashed thinking we are trying to either stop them from getting that quality of life that they want or we may not be trying to stop them but just our presence, our way of living, our our priorities, our culture is some kind of way tainting their overall objective and quality of life. So what the enemy is does what the enemy does, y'all got to bear with me. What it is, I got these. Um, I'm I'm now doing shows with a monitor. I monitor what I'm what I'm saying, what I'm hearing, and sometimes it crosses up my words. So I don't stutter or anything like that. It's just that this is something I got to get used to. Everybody does this. Uh, everybody, um, they do. They will have these monitors in front of them, even entertainers. Everybody hear what they're doing as they're doing. i got to get used to it. Anyway, Brother says this is powerful. 
Uh, I, I know I don't have any co-hosts on tonight, but nevertheless, this is serious uh, because some of you feel like white people is the devil and white people is our problem, and we'll be a lot better off without them around. Not really. You'll be a lot better off without white supremacy, and you'll be a lot better off without evil spirits who are the authors of white supremacy. I tell people all the time, I do prefer to live around so-called black people because I get tired of, uh, of the racism. But if there was no racism, I would care who stood next door to me, as long as they have the same value system I have. Otherwise, we've got problems. They don't have to believe everything I believe. That's not what I'm saying. But the same value system. All right? So... I want to read something else. This is in the book of Acts, and I want to show how, because some of you, again, don't really believe in evil spirits. You're just not there. You just don't get it, uh, and you think this is all make-believe. But yet some of you are fighting racism, and uh, some of you feel white people are the devil. You just won't let that go. And, and I just I think it's very dangerous for anybody to be in a war and not know who their enemies are. That's dangerous. And I talk to so many people, I mean, we even talk about believers, uh, that really think this white man has something greater than them. I mean, not only are they buying into white supremacy, but they're, they're being tricked by the enemy. Folks, a lot of your so-called white brothers and sisters are closer to what I'm talking about the belief system is closer than a lot of your so-called black brothers and sisters a lot of us have more in common with a lot of our white brothers and sisters than some of our so-called dark-skinned brothers and sisters we've got to understand we truly wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. And again, you got to ask yourself this question. If you don't get nothing out of this show, you got to ask yourself this question. In Ephesians 6, where it talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, when do you talk about in your everyday conversation while you're talking about this white man and you're out there really, I'm talking about those of you that's really beating down the pavement, those of you that march and those of you that are speaking out against white supremacy, you really on this war pad. I mean, you really, 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 really are going to war with these races and you think it's only white people. Ask your question. When Ephesians talk about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. When do you talk about principalities? It's say not flesh and blood. So you can't keep saying, well, principalities is, is, is downtown, man. That's the people downtown. That's the white folks. That's flesh and blood. Well, man, you know what I mean, though. There's people downtown, and they, and they, and they uh, those people downtown is following the agenda by something they can't see. They're following 
agendas by beings that we call principalities that has an agenda. As verse 12 says, against powers. What powers? You're thinking Republican, Democratic, or maybe the uh, Illuminati. They're still flesh and blood. Where does the Illuminati, the Bilderberg Group, some of y'all say that's them and all the, the few families that run the world, they're just not running the world just based on themselves. They have to have what some call enlightenment or a higher wisdom. They got to know, it's like the Vatican. The Vatican or the Catholic Church is top dog, so to speak. They're at the top of the food chain. I mean, they have constructed the church as we know it today, pretty much. Don't think the Protestant churches, they don't have no control. Yes, they do. White images, all that is Catholicism. How they have rewrote the Bible, that's all Catholicism. But without going down that road, where do you think they get their marching orders from? Why do you think the New World Order want what they want? You think they're just sitting around, they just all thought, let's control the world, and it's all about them controlling with money, and they just want to be in control, and they just want to, you know, do this to just, you know. No, it is not about money. The overall objective for these people, powerful people, is never money. They just need money to do it, and they always got it, and they have to control it. But that is not what their agenda is. What's their agenda? <laughs> Talk like he got it all together, don't he? I don't, but I do know this. The Bible says the war is not with humanity, but against. Here's what we are fighting against. Principalities, number one. Powers, number two. Rulers of the darkness, number three, and spiritual wickedness. What is spiritual wickedness? We know about wickedness in the flesh, but what's spiritual wickedness? Do we really know what spiritual wickedness is? Now, not just any of spiritual wickedness. It says spiritual wickedness in high places. I don't even think we can, we, I don't think we can, I, I don't think I and all of the research I've done for years and years, years, I don't think I know what spiritual wickedness is in high places. I, I'm 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 a child. I know about spiritual wickedness on our level, wickedness that spiritual can't see, but I don't know about spiritual wickedness in high places. Here's another one. What about the rulers of the darkness of this world? Rulers, I know about rulers, but rulers of the darkness, this is not going to be something everybody knows about because this is of the darkness. So when we're out here protesting, and, and we should protest, and speaking out against evil, and we should on this level, we just got to remember, 
there's an overall objective by some beings that don't have bodies. And racism is just another one of their tools. I want to read I love co-hosts. I really do love the back and forth. I also love just 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 sharing, and I'm able to get out. There's so much in me that I just can't get out because I'm trying to be. Uh, uh, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to share the time, share the mic. But brother said I can do shows like this forever because Father's given me so much, and I'm trying my best to. Even tonight, I'm thinking, man, I could talk about this, talk about that, and I and I'm saying, okay, you know, a lot of times so let's stick on this, stick on that. So maybe good, we don't have co-hosts tonight. Obviously, I do love co-hosts, and I do, I do think, I do think I'm better with co-hosts. Or let's just say like this, I like co-hosts, but I do think sometimes I need to flow. And so tonight, I thank the Father for what He is bringing to my memory, and uh, able to get out tonight. Hopefully, you're being blessed. And especially if you don't believe in evil spirits or don't really subscribe to this whole spiritual warfare thing, you just think it's a bunch of hype. Hopefully you can see that everybody that look like a racist, sound like a racist, they may be uh, full-fledged thinking that's what they are. Uh, uh, that's maybe what they, what they are. Uh, but I think there's a bigger picture here, and I think we're – uh, at times, pawns in the game, and we need to know that. And uh, this is what I've been trying to tell um, my family, even some of my co-hosts. We got to get past this white man. I mean, after all, the Bible says that the father would call a nation from the north, and that would uh, use this nation to chastise his people. And a lot of what we're looking at is, is that's what I mean by spiritual uh, things going in the spirit realm. A lot of this is the father. Uh, just fulfilling prophecy by chastising his people as a nation. Now, again, if you are obedient, you in your home, I uh, don't think you're under any curse. I'll never say you are under any curse. I'll say that your nation is. But if you are truly uh, uh, have made uh, 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 Christ the, the 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 Lord or the master of your life, uh, following His example, really following following the Most High. Obeying the Most High by following Christ's example, that's how you say that. There's no curse uh, for you. There's nothing but blessings and, and nothing but favor if you're if you're in obedience. And that's what I strive to be. I'm not there. Keep your brother in prayer. I want to just read something else just about spiritual warfare, and then we can wrap uh, this show, uh, this 20 minutes up. Uh, if you're the timer... <laughs> Please let me read this, and then we'll stop, and uh, I will uh, take a little break, and we'll go to phone lines. If anybody's on the phone lines uh, that want to share, if those of you that's on the phone lines that are just listening, hanging on, thank you. Uh, I'm not going to pressure you into pressing one. If 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 you want to continue to do it, that's fine, but just remember you can't press one. If you didn't listen on the line, if you're listening online, you didn't call the phone number, you want to get in and ask a question or comment, don't forget call the number there in front of you, 914 Two zero five 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 nine zero, 
And also, I need to remind you that are listening online that remember right at 10 o'clock or uh, that's Central Standard Time. In other words, uh, 18 minutes at 10, 10 o'clock my time, Central Standard Time, this show will not be heard by uh, uh, those of you online. Okay, you have to call the phone number then for sure to keep listening. But we're not going to roll over tonight. I'm going to try my best to end the show in about um, in about 12 minutes. So let me read this, and then we'll take a little short break, and then we'll just come back and, and finish out. To the person transcribing, you want to include this, and right after I finish, you can wrap that up, okay? Going a little bit over. This is Acts uh, 16 and 16. It says, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed, y'all heard that word, possessed with divination, met us, which brought her master much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us, and cried, saying, remember she had a spirit of divination. So, the same followed Paul and us, and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. One more time. This is what a woman said, possessed of an evil spirit called a spirit of divination. Listen to what she said. This woman followed Paul and others and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Question to you, what's wrong with that? What is wrong with this statement? I'm very here preachers say what I'm saying right now, not to throw them on the bus or anything, but I just never heard anybody ask, what's wrong with that statement? These were men of the Father showing them the way of salvation. There's nothing wrong with what she said. I read this story to you to let you see how evil spirits are not always doing something just just so obviously evil. They'll be in the church. Sometimes they will say things that is showing up the truth. So watch what happened, though. Verse 18. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved. Why, Paul? Again, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, came out of her the same hour. So the Spirit didn't leave right away, but it came out of her shortly, or the same hour. One more time. Verse 18. And this she did many days. So every day she would say, maybe that's what got on his nerve, but it did say many days. These men are the servants of the Most High God, 
which show unto us the way of salvation. She did it many days. But Paul being grieved, I mean, you would think, Paul, let us say that. Because how did he know it was the Spirit? That's what I want to know. Actually, that's not true. I do know the Holy Spirit revealed to him this was a spirit. So what Brother Seth is trying to share in reading this is sometimes evil spirits you will not recognize just based upon what somebody is saying. But it's influenced by an evil spirit. How on the most high, how in God's green earth are you going to know that? This is where you need these gifts of the Spirit. In other words, there's these gifts that has been imparted unto us through the Holy Spirit. And if we would just stay full of the Holy Spirit, stay close to the Most High, you got to do that. Stay in your word, fellowship with like faith, and just seek the Father. The Spirit inside of us rises up with these nine nine manifestations of the Spirit. I said the Holy Spirit rise up in us, and it's nine different gifts or functions is due, and one of those functions is the discerning of evil spirits. Folks, outside of that, there is no way in the world Apostle Paul would have known that was the Spirit because she was saying things that are true. But sometimes truth can interrupt other truth. In other words, this was a disruptive spirit. She probably was saying it at a time they was preaching. It, it, she, it, it, she could have been saying it to validate her. We don't know why she was saying it. But Paul perceived what was being done, even though it sounded perfectly correct to say was inspired of the enemy. There is no in the world, nobody anywhere would know that that was an evil spirit. But again, Paul, being greed, turned and said to the spirit, I command in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out of her the same hour. Wow, wow, wow. Folks, I think what I'm going to do is just pretty much end right there to the transcriber. And uh, I want to, again, thank everybody for tuning into this show. I hardly ever stop right at two hours. It would be nice if I could do a show under two hours, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? So, as y'all know, I do um, uh, um, go to work after these shows, and so I work at night by choice. And uh, I just really thank y'all for tuning into this very, very important show talking about spiritual warfare behind Racism. This, again, is a part of Chapter 8 in the book. So these words y'all have heard, once you get the book that's going to be written, uh, you, will, you will probably uh, say, I remember I said, said this on the show. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. We're transcribing our shows on Tuesday nights, uh, portions of it, to go in the book. Now, obviously, I'll be editing here and there. I'll be adding stuff here and there. I'm not crazy. I'm putting the whole book on the on the. Um, air like this but i am putting the the bulk of it so what you heard this these 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 stories and and uh i'll be probably hitting this again next week because spiritual warfare is serious folks i want to go into some of the encounters i had with evil spirits and 
and because people need to first of all the goal and to taking uh this book this direction is to let people see that again the whole purpose of white supremacy is not just to have us fighting each other but it's a um it's a deflection it's a it's something to it's something to get our attention away from the real fight okay which is to believe in the most high give our will over to Yah of Israel and follow his Christ, uh, his, 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 whatever the Holy Spirit tells us, whatever commands we get from the Holy Spirit, this is what we get and enjoy. Uh, we have eternal life, but this is when we enjoy eternal life, when we obey uh, the Spirit. And that's when the blessings come, when we are able to obey the Spirit, because the Spirit knows, that the Bible says, the Father Yea, even the deep things of the Father. So this is when we really, really enjoy our lives on this earth, when we're obedient to the Father. Uh, and, and we uh, will be obedient to the Father once I think we see evil spirits uh, up close and personal in our life. We will run. We will run to the Father. But I think uh, part of the enemy's tactic is to get us not to believe he exists. And then when we do believe he exists, uh, continue with the lies and the deception and ignorance to get us not to turn every single area of our life over to the Most High. And this is where your brother, even myself, is struggling because he has to be Lord of all, of every area of our life in order for us to live this victorious life in his fullness. He must be Lord of every area of our life. Yes, we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Yes, we have been sealed with that uh, His seed that cannot sin, that craves righteousness. I mean, that is righteousness, excuse me, as we've been talking about the last four shows on Waking Up Israel. Yes, I believe that. But we have a flesh upon the earth. And when this flesh is not, uh, as Paul say, mortify the deeds of the flesh by this uh, regenerated spirit, if we don't do that, we live in bondage just like any other sinner that don't even know the Most High. So it's very important that those of us that's been born again and made righteous by the gift that we uh, mortify the deeds of the body and that we uh, obey the Father and just really love the Father and, and love the journey. I have a big uh, uh, sign in my bedroom that says, Enjoy the journey. So we live on this earth, live in this body, and we might as well enjoy uh, this life with the Father, you know, this is the premium life. This is the best this earth has to offer is life with Yah, uh, with His Holy Spirit. And we can enjoy our wives better. We can enjoy ourselves better. We can enjoy our, 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 the things we've been entrusted with. We can we keep those things at bay and not worship them. And we just live a premium life. There isn't a better life to live on this earth than when you are walking in compliance with this Most High and in harmony with His earth. That, that's top dog, folks. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how many countries you go to. I mean, how, many, how much knowledge you have, how much education you have. I don't care who uh, you say you are, who you're married to. I don't care nothing about fame. The highest quality of life, and I thank the Father he showed me this many years ago as a young man, is to walk with him in the cool of the day, just like Adam did. 
not fearing death, not fearing disease and, and crime and all the ills of this world, but just walking in that peace that passes all understanding. It just confuses people when they see you. They just don't understand how are you so happy. Not paying attention necessarily to what's happening to you because of who's with you. Uh, doesn't matter what happens to you, brothers and sisters, if you know who's with you. If the father's with you and he's holding your hand, just imagine a child walking with his father up and down the street. Are they worried about anything? No, 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 no. That's the life I seek, brothers and sisters. Am I doing a good job with it? I don't think so. I think give myself maybe a C, but I'm pursuing an A. I'm trying to get in position to where none of the areas of life, none of the uh, conduits of my life is, is blocked by disobedient rebellion, but that I'm obedient and I'm having a hard time. I'm kind of in the valley, to be honest with you. But I do these shows because these are things I know for sure that the Father has given me. Just because we go through valleys don't mean we don't have truth. Don't mean we can't liberate people to, to the degree they can be living on the mountaintop because of the obedience uh, that uh, in areas where you are maybe obedient or where you have been obedient and you've seen the blessings of the Most High. Yes, you can impart truth that make free uh, once you've been made free. That's the key. Once you've been made free, you can continue to share that truth that set you free, that made you free. So, again, I want to thank you all for tuning into the Five Sister Network. Stay tuned. This is why you got to follow us because we may do a show on um, Thursday or not. I've been helping Verna Melton, uh, my aunt, uh, which is the uh, Verna Melton help uh, Metroplex Buzz. Um, it happened here on Thursdays, but as soon or later we're going to get back to doing shows on Thursdays. But stay tuned. If nothing else, we definitely will be doing a show on Sunday at 5 o'clock. I don't know if we're going to go over to wake up Israel, Waking Up Israel or not. We probably will, but it'll probably be a different topic if we do, okay? But um, we've been having a blast talking about Pauline epistles and so forth and the righteousness and law versus grace or when the old covenant or new covenant uh, Brother Kenwin has really been bringing some questions about the law and um, are we under the law or we not? I mean, he's really having some issues with um, that as far as trying to bring the Israelites together and seeing that being a major stumbling block. But I figured the last four shows we nailed it, so we're going to be talking about some other things uh, uh, on his show, or maybe I'll just be doing a show just on the five on network. But stay tuned, brothers and sisters. Again, I love every single one of you. And there's nothing you can do about it. All right. Uh, if you enjoy the show, go ahead, like some of you do, and drop me a line at Seth, S-E-T-H, dot M as in Mary, dot Turner, at gmail.com. All right. I'm going to go out with a powerful song. I always try to um, play something that really make us think. And uh, this song I came across. And uh, it really blessed me. I think it'll bless you. All right? See you on Sunday, 5 o'clock Central Standard.
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.